0: Welcome to our second episode of our podcast series, Helsinki Junior Developers. Our second episode is called How I started my career as a developer in Finland. And I'm very happy to have uh, uh, this evening with me, Markit and Huang, who are our teachers of our uh, 2020 and 2019 uh, web developer programs. Welcome. Hello. Yeah.
1: So what are your
2: backgrounds?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My background uh, is uh, I've been educated to be a teacher. But as I've been doing uh, a little bit radio work, I did some uh, concerts, those needed web pages. So, almost 20 years ago, I started to do some um, uh, web development. Back then, it was called web design and so on. So, I consider myself teacher slash uh, developer slash designer.
0: What about you, Hong? Um
2: Actually, after high school, um, like back in where, where I came from, uh, we don't really have this kind of career orientation. So, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, when I first um, had, um, I started my university study. Uh, I was originally admitted as a mechanical engineer. So, I'm still in a technical field. But then later, I decided that I wanted to go studying abroad. And I went to Finland, studying in an, um, with a bachelor's degree in information technology. And um, then I continued my study uh, until um, 2015, uh, when I decided that I need to get a job so that I actually get some things done, so I learn by doing, and um, that's how I started, pretty much, yeah.
0: So you both uh, <clears throat> have moved to Finland from abroad. Uh, what made you move to Finland?
1: Uh, for me, uh, it was um, actually one international project. I was working back then uh, as a teacher in Estonia. And uh, our school wrote the project uh, to get a little bit experience for teachers. So they know what happens in um, uh, different countries to see what to teach, to be a better teacher. And uh, my uh, international competition uh, network Mm, leaded me in Finland. I was here two months uh, two months uh, traineeship and then I started to like here. I got a job offer and after a year and a half I moved here to work as a UX uh, developer.
0: Where did you uh, had your internship and how did you got it?
1: Uh, as I said uh, I've been uh, uh, Estonian um, expert for uh, international competitions for uh, vocational education called Euroskills and Worldskills and my network is all over the Europe and uh, the company where I got traineeship I got uh, it through our school I have to say great thanks to Tabija and Trossen and uh, Sümpia was the company who offered me a traineeship and after that they offered me a workplace.
0: What about you, Hong?
2: So how did I like make my decision to come to Finland? Yes. Yeah, Um, so actually uh, I did not have a clear preference that I wanted to go to Finland. I sent my application uh, to various countries and uh, usually other countries who teach in English, higher education, they require me to attend some sort of a pre-university education that lasts for one year. But Finland uh, just admits foreign students right away to studying here. And um, that was like really uh, a very persuasive offer that uh, someone who was 18 at that time would very very like, easy to accept. So I took the chance and I went to Finland and uh, people usually like it I get asked quite often like why Finland? (laughs) (laughs) I I still don't know the answer but I remember when I was in the interview to go to the Finnish University they asked me that question and I told them because it it was the IT program so I told them that uh, because Finland is so famous for Nokia so because the question is about like why did i make that decision at that time so at that time yeah. my reason was Nokia Nokia was really famous
0: so. yeah but that's not like that long ago mm-hmm. i mean uh yeah but it was like was it like 2005 2010 yeah uh, so when when Nokia actually was the uh, largest telephone mobile telephone maker in the world mm-hmm. back then but
2: it was funny how I, I have never applied for a job in Nokia before. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, but I have I am I still think that I made the right decision to move to Finland. So far, I've been enjoying my life for the last 10 years, 11 years now.
0: Were you always interested in coding and technology?
2: Um, well, maybe it's easier for me to answer this question by like explaining how I find myself um, in this career path. So mm, 2015 was the last time I attended school and um, I got myself into a training program for Rovio, uh, the creator of Angry Birds for um, projects where they have some legacy codes. So it's like codes that have been there for a while and nobody touched it and they wanted to have someone during the summer to take a look at that code and improve it. So that's how I started. Before that, I didn't have any uh, practical experience with programming. And um, after this summer, the Grovio business uh, did not go very well after Angry Birds 2 release. And um, so I had to move on. To another company and i worked with a consulting business where uh, the working um, the pressure is uh, is very high there because we have clients on one side and then we have uh, teams working on on client projects, and clients want every hour that they paid us to be justified so we really have to spend our hours uh, wisely to work on a project, and that was my most intensive uh, time uh, in this programming career and then after that, I moved on with another company and then at some point, I decided that I want to to work with other people as well like it 's not like working as a developer it 's not about working with people but um, I want to work with real people as uh, I consider other people's uh, success as my, as my work outcome. Yeah. And so that's why I found myself here. And I think um, to answer your question, then coding and technology um, has always been something that I can do well, that I feel and, and that creates me a good feeling when I do them because I do it well, so I feel good about doing that again tomorrow. And that also brought me here to make what I am today. So that's why I like it.
0: What about you, Margaret?
1: Um, I just recently remembered uh, that my I always have had interest how things works. And and I remember a uh, couple of episodes of my life. I was really really uh, young back then. And I remember, <laughs> I, I tried to open uh, our TV and radio to see what's happening inside. Not, not thinking that how the people are getting in, but how the how it works, what happens there. So, so I, I was always that kid who was cutting things open to see what's inside and so on. And and my first experience with the computers came. Uh, I don't know, but for some people. Uh, it's quite late. I think it was in the middle of 90s. But as soon as I saw the first computer, I was in. I was like, really, that was so wow. I was addicted right away. And uh, the first, my first web page is what I said, that we needed to have some uh, web page and some posters, flyers and everything. As soon I opened the front page back then, uh, everything was the, the, uh, it was front bo- page
0: back in like 98.
1: Yes, it was part of the office uh, products. It was a bigger uh, bigger uh, the package. And if you bought the bigger one, you got the front page as well. And uh, first, I, I remember I started with the drag-and-drop. And as soon as I saw that code and how I can influence it, I'm really, I'm front-end is my biggest love. And then CSS came. And the JavaScript and all the stuff, it it's coming and going and and um, I, I would say this is it's always been love for the first sight. But as I do do code right now as well, there is like maybe in once in a month, maybe once in a two months, I I hate it, because I hate it. I write codes and I'm thinking what in earth I was thinking? I'm so bad, I can't do it. I should switch profession. It's so bad, 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 until I get the solution and I love it again. But it's love and hate, but yeah. I really do love it. On and off. Yes.
0: Yeah, so <clears throat> actually, I've never worked a single day as a software developer, even though I have software development background. Uh, <clears throat> my father was an entrepreneur and, uh, and we always had a computer. And uh, back in '95, I was making web pages. In school as I was like 10 years old and we were making web pages because Web was really young about like different games and stuff like that. And then I started uh, uh, the first time I started to program was with COBOL language, common business-oriented language, which is from 50s. So that was like really interesting. I wanted to code my own game. And uh I ended up even uh with with the assistance of course of my father, I ended up uh coding uh like a football manager game because one of my favorite games was championship manager, which was uh, like uh managing a football team. And uh and uh yeah and coding was on and off for me. Actually after high school I uh got into ALTO back then it was Te Coco and uh uh, I was going to be a construction uh, engineer in from Alda, and then after a, one uh, a couple of months, I had uh, issues with Kela because I was uh, renting an apartment in Kallio, uh do from my father, and uh, and uh, Kela looked at that uh, deal as like I was. Renting it from my father directly and they refused to pay me uh uh like a asumis lisä and then i didn't have the means to uh, at that time to actually live there so i decided to go and work uh at a shell uh like a, st- a gas station and i worked there for a year and then during that time i wanted to switch fields uh, to be a math teacher, and uh, and uh, computer science was something that uh, was always like familiar to me, so I decided to uh, do a minor in computer science and of course uh, my whole career after graduation, I'm, I've been involved in computer science, so that's like my background but you already discussed how you actually uh, got your first job as a, uh, a part of software development team in Finland. But what about you? How did you uh, land your first job in uh, back in Rovio? I actually sent
2: <clears throat> many applications, so the so-called spamming application before that. So I did a yeah. search on every tech technology company, like technical companies in Helsinki area, and sent each of them a copy of my application that never works yeah then at the moments when I almost gave up (laughs) because I really wanted to have a job then I saw that job posted by Rovio and then I just wrote there because their application form doesn't allow me to upload the file it says it's too big or something like that and then I had to fill in the form so I just fill in whatever I had in my mind and then that somehow's sounds more more genuine and then they call me up for an interview and uh, i show up in the interview and i did not remember what i wrote in there (laughs) yeah and uh, somehow i got a job because obviously um, the requirements for that job was not too high that they don't need uh, a wizard to complete that task they needed someone who wanted to learn and uh, display um, that's it, it. They just look for a match for their position, and I, I was obviously the righteous, like the most correct person they have in their selection pool at the time. So I got a job, and uh, it was not easy at the beginning. Uh, I, I had to learn a lot too because the person who worked there uh, on the code that I was responsible for maintaining, he was obviously very, very skilled and i had to understand his job so that I, I could update it so i learned a lot from that task actually. when
0: you were saying update did you mean refactoring or actual actually making changes to the program
2: making changes to the program uh, because um, f- um, at that time they had new requirements for for that and within the team of 6 none of them had the task to to maintain that code and I, they decided that they could take some extra power because companies like that usually uh, have recruitment for the summer and potentially looking for a new match for their company. So so maybe after the summer, um, if they had um, like a space uh, for a web developer, like that team who I worked for did not have the budget for an extra developer. Their team was full, but they have extra tasks and no one to complete the task. That's why they hired an extra trainee for the summer. And um, But the company business went bad, so um, I moved to a new one.
0: Yes, but how did you actually land the job? I mean, uh, you said that you were not uh, actually... Uh, you haven't formally studied software development ever, yes. mm. from what I recall. but what, but you did l- learn, learn something, so what, what was the tech stack back in that, I, that legacy I, program? And same was same it a question Java? now.
2: Um, so actually back in Bachelor, uh, I had mandatory, like compulsory training in these C and Java programming language. So yes. in a way I have a good foundation in programming languages. Sure. I also learned Java back in secondary school and high school as well. So actually programming languages was not new to me. And it was in fact a minor uh, of mine back in bachelor, and yes. it was not related to what I studied at all in master, um, I, I did a bit of programming for routers and switches because I was trained to be a, like a network programmer yes, something like that. Uh, so I would say that I did have a good foundation except that um, Programming is a lot about doing and creating like an, like the, um, the outcome of your work matters. So it's not about completing an exercise. So in order to be able to complete a real job, you need to get your hands dirty. And that's what I was missing. Yes. Yeah. So I think that first job that I, I got mm, opened up a new career path for me because before that I was aiming for something like Nokia or or Ericsson was something more of a match for my profile.
0: Yes. So that's like a similar experience to me. Back in uh, the early 2000s, uh, I was studying in Helsinki University computer science faculty. And of course, I studied a lot of Java programming and uh, other things as well, but they were all like pieces of the puzzle and uh, I never like felt that uh, Back then of course development or software development or programming was not cool at all, but I did a bunch of different things I mean like a relational database uh, project where I had to learn PHP by myself and uh, build like 40 tables of the specifications were very strict for a, like a pizza service web page. And uh, I did something like 40 tables for a pizza service and then PHP queries and stuff like that, just for a couple of uh, credits in the university. So back, back then I was like, I, I know I can do this. It's like something that I, I I like to do, but not that was not like a passion for me. And I did apply... Uh, to some development jobs when I was looking for a teacher job but I was like really focusing to be a teacher so I ended up taking a I did manage to get interviews to a dev position but I did choose a teacher position instead back then
1: Mm-hmm. I wanted to add that to my background. Um, I think I had a little bit opposite or different path because I started to do those web pages. I remember I did it my own. There back then there wasn't internet like that that you can learn. You really learned by doing, doing and doing. And uh, I remember I did my first web page. It was '98, and 2004. I felt already that I've been doing it for uh, some time, uh, but, but it's, it's, it's not enough, I would, uh, would like to see more organized and structured teaching. So I, I was already doing it. I, I, I was quite okay, I would say. And then I went to school like that. Like business college um, in here, and uh, with the two years I was studying web design and uh, e-commerce was uh, the study program. So I went there to get better structured, organized uh, overview of that, and then I got the back end and, and uh, my first programming languages as well, because until then I was focusing only in the front-end HTML and, and like so- Like markup on. languages yes, only.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. exactly.
1: So so as you said, you had already uh, programming languages behind and so uh, I had, comp- that way, um, when I went to school, I knew exactly what I'd been going to, I, I was highly motivated and um, the two years it get, even worse in that sense that it, it was always my choose path. That I, I always knew that front-end is my big love and after that I was uh, one year in the private business and I ended up to be a teacher that the same same things were, but I was uh, studying in the same school so I was away for one year but I started to teach those some of those uh, my stu- uh, <laughs> Some students who I had um, student life together, eventually their last year I was their teacher. So, uh, but it has been always for me that they, uh, I knew exactly what I want and because of that I went to school like like this one in here.
2: I think you remind me my first application, uh, like my first web page that I made is actually quite early back in 2004 or something like that it was happens by chance that uh, it, w- it was not for a good purpose though it was um, <laughs> <laughs> so I I lost my password to my email uh, to a friend of mine and I didn't know how I lost it until he explained to me uh, that he just went to um, well, for that time I have a Yahoo mail and then he just went to the login page of Yahoo mail he copied the source code so just right click and view source code copy everything and then he created a another site that looks exactly identical to Yahoo so it was phishing technique so instead of so on his identical looking sites if you type in the password uh, then the password doesn't help you to log in but instead is going to send to his email and at that that time your password like i was in secondary school and my password had was containing my secret it was the name of my crush and 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 nobody knew that so i i felt really ashamed about that and um i just decided to do the same and to others so i built similar kind of sites and just had fun (laughs) changing other passwords so that's how i i think that was my first web application, even though I didn't really know what I was doing. It's just changing a, a little bit to send the user input to my email.
1: I might sound like some old lady speaking, but back then it was the only way to do it. You just tried to crash it and so? by By okay. accident it starts working because there wasn't any learning materials. There were some tutorials or something, I, th- I remember. But you just tried to take some code away and put something else and follow the patterns. At least for me, when, uh, how, how I started to
0: learn. What made you uh, take a leap and move from Estonia to Finland? What was the key driver back then?
1: Oh, it's so difficult question. Um, I, I uh, There are so many, many things, but I would say... Um, I, I Let's sum with my words with my daughter. When I was discussing with her, should I go to Finland because I got the job offer and so on, and I asked from her, what is her opinion, should I go or not? And uh, she was... Uh, Young and smart back then, now s- still young and smart. But she said something to me that what really made me say yes. She said that, mommy, you are not going to be young forever. That might be a chance for you for a lifetime. So go and be brave. And I didn't need to any more excuses. Yeah. I got approved by my daughter. And um, yes, that was the reason why I finally took the leap
0: and uh what kind of uh different challenges i mean Hong you already talked about different uh challenges like from a technical or uh pressure perspective but what kind of challenges would you say you would have been facing when you were starting as a developer uh in Finland as an immigrant
2: um so This is just my personal point of view Uh, and um, let's say I'm just a random person and I might uh, come to a decision that I want to become a software developer for different reasons. Some people want to become a software developer because they think it is cool but they don't have a real genuine interest about being a software developer. Uh, Then for these people sometimes it happens so that when it gets hard they will quit. So that would be a challenge that they would have to overcome if they really want, but they don't, right? Okay, so the second type is that um, people who um, uh, who are sort of like uh, shy to try out new things and they want it so that they only start doing something only when they know it really well. Otherwise they will never feel confident and they feel like they have to learn more and more and more and more. But like I said earlier, uh, software development is all about getting the result out. I give you this input, and I expect that output. So if you want to know how to do it, you have to get your hand dirty, and try it, and fail, and then you learn. And then next time you won't have the same question again. Then you have already become a better version of yourself. So that's what I think that most people would have to overcome when they on this career path. Is to overcome themselves.
0: Yeah it's like uh, on the first uh, episode I discussed about persistence and uh, you're talking about like a similar similar version of that like being uncomfortable because you don't know how to actually solve the problem yet mm-hmm. and that's like what programming or development is mm-hmm. all about in my opinion. But what about you yourself? What kind of experiences did you have when you uh, <clears throat> when you uh, were starting out as a developer? Infinite.
2: Mm, I think um, it's very often to feel like I felt myself lost at some point, and then I felt the need to make a question because now I don't know where to start from to solve this question. So I want to ask. But then, uh, if I do that within a company, mm, then. I have to understand that I'm taking other people's time. It's like I'm taking their attention away from their real job so that they help me to solve my job. Of course, it is needed and it is acceptable and it is the correct thing to do. Uh, but if I keep asking questions without doing my research, proper research, then I'm wasting their time. So that is a pleasure for someone who uh, try to learn software development from real work-life situation. But then the reward is high. After you overcome that, then you become a real developer. But um, for example, if we actually do that in a practical training program within an institute here, then, uh, then I think my students have a better chance to become developers because they can make me question and I am encouraged them to make questions and they are supposed to make mistakes here so that they don't make the same mistake again in the real-world situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And um, I think um, that was like... um, I talked to one one of my students um, earlier uh, last week, and he said that the point, his challenge was to find a balance point between when to ask a question and when to search for the answer himself. So I think that's something
0: to add to. Yeah. What about you, Margit?
1: Um, me personally, coming to here and work and find work here. Um, I have to admit that um, Finland has been treating me extremely well. I don't know anything about those issues. I, I, ho- I hope nothing happens in, in my way home now. Uh, but, but I've been living here now six years. Actually, this week it's going to be six years when I moved here, or maybe next. Anyhow, um, I've always had job, I always have uh, support, and I, I don't know any of those issues. I, everything has been going really smoothly, and, and even, even uh, coming here and working directly in a software uh, building or software uh, company, I think, I little bit think, that my background coming as Estonian, everybody starts with, oh, Estonia, you have that e-Estonia, you have Skype. Uh, in a software business, everybody know already, they already assume that if you are already doing development and you're coming from Estonia, it's not so crappy quality. So I, I never never treated it or felt anything uh, bad. I'm always feeling quite smart and successful in here. So, I, I, have, I have only good, good words to say.
0: I think I uh, phrased my <coughs> question uh, badly. What I would like to know is, when you were working in Finland, uh, uh, coming from abroad, and you were not <coughs> fluent in, uh, in Finnish, so did that like add extra uh, encumbrances when you were uh, starting as a dev?
1: Uh, not for me. I started in I started in a Symbia. Symbia back then uh, was already a big company, and there was it was uh, what I loved about that. We had so many nationalities. So everyday work was English, and it was official. It wasn't even that in a coffee corner somebody is gonna speak in a Finnish, because we had so many different people, and I will. That was the reason why I, I say that I, I felt so good because everybody was kind of visitors in here so i never felt uh, unique or, or in that that sense that oh look she's somebody from abroad it was so normal everybody had background uh, there was many many people coming from another countries so uh, my official language for for many years in finland uh, was english i didn't need to speak uh, finnish at all so um, that went smoothly as well. Learning a Finnish language, uh, what I use now in my everyday communication, that was purely my choice, not need. I what about
2: you? I think a big number of students, um, uh, I don't know how to, to start explaining it, but um, mm, like Market said, so English is the main working language of um, IT field. Because people come from different backgrounds and if everyone in your office uh, speak Finnish or Swedish um, then still your client might be English or your partners speak only English. And um, if you have someone in the office who do not understand the local language then um, still it is preferred to have um, the conversation only in English when it's written down so that uh, everyone is under, like understood it and we don't lose any information. Yeah. So um, I don't think you phrase your question badly but it's because it has never been a problem. So that's why Yeah. yeah. It, it's not the first thing that comes to my mind. I think it might only be a problem if you work for a company, like you work in the IT field for a non-technical company, for example, you work in the IT department of IKEA, then there could be a chance that everyone's there speak, prefer to speak only uh, Finnish or Swedish. But if you work for a technical company where uh, the majority of the employees are developers or technical, then they usually have um, very uh, big pool different backgrounds. And it would be English.
1: Yeah, maybe we, we are not the best people to answer that because it has been going so smoothly. Although we yeah. saw in, uh, really in, in LinkedIn and uh, lots of social media, there is a lot of discussions uh, that uh, there is issues uh, getting a job when you don't uh, speak Finnish. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, we, we, we were lucky. We didn't need it. And, and uh, it was our choice to learn Finnish not by uh
0: force. Yeah, I mean I've been thinking about the uh, uh political situation uh, in in Finland uh and I think that we need to uh, have more uh, uh skilled uh immigrants from abroad to work here. But now the situation is like so many different uh companies want to uh people to actually know and speak Finnish. It's like, how are we ever going to lure up a skilled person from abroad by proposing that move to Finland and then stay here for the rest of your life because you have to learn Finnish? I mean, I think that we should think of ourselves as a gateway to Europe. So, come here, see how it feels like if you really enjoy it feel welcome to stay here but you don't have to make a like a huge commitment in uh like like in learning finnish language you should be able to uh, work in in an english in english language uh in different companies and we are very gradually very slowly moving towards that uh direction but i would much prefer prefer it to uh Really, really uh, move faster. I don't know what. What. What do you think about that?
1: I. I. For me, yeah. As I've been uh, supervising now, those students who are looking internship place, I've. I've heard sometimes uh, reasoning that uh, the. Why they don't get places is because they don't speak language, and and uh, honestly, I don't know what to do with that. But I totally uh, understand that uh, it, it it's not so big language and it's difficult language uh, for people to learn it. For me, I have a small slight uh, advantage. advantage. yes, because because uh, the the languages are so close, but. Um, uh, I think in, as, a, as a software developer teacher I see more problem that people I would like to still keep uh, code in English and, and documentation in English. I see big uh, even bigger problem if they start uh, to make code to not to be in English at that time that, that's uh, what I'm considered but right now it's okay but as soon everybody starts using the local languages for written, um, then it should be problem, then we don't understand it anymore, but...
2: So, I, I understand that we are not well representing uh, like the situation here, but I still think that there are certain companies that really need their developers to be able to speak certain language, like Finnish or, or, or Swedish, because their clients speak Finnish. And if you yes. work with a client, you need to be able to communicate with a client in their... Native language because clients are always right, um, but I think there are like um, at least half of the companies out there are um, use English as the main working language, and knowing a local language or an extra language only serve as an advantage. Yes. So if a student get rejected for that reason, that students should not get discouraged, but instead just apply again, mm-hmm. but this time pick another company. Mm-hmm. Don't, And maybe study about the company business a bit more so that it sometime help explaining why they have such requirements.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, an individual company with different uh, clients' needs, I don't consider that a problem at all. Mm -hmm. But the, uh, like in a bigger picture, we should, I think, move towards uh, to be uh, like, uh, because the globe is getting smaller and smaller each year. And if we want to be like a small tech hub in in Europe or in Northern Europe, we should make things easier for people to just try it, how it feels like, and uh, work here for a couple of years or so. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: I think the Finnish government recently launched these new websites to yeah. attract mm-hmm. more foreign uh, manpower in this technical field. So, I yeah, think that's good. There are also like action being taken from the governmental level. So,
0: yeah, mm. what was it called again?
2: Uh, jobs in Finland, jobs in Finland, yeah. <laughs> I think something yeah. Yeah. it was really yeah.
1: Yeah. simple, so I can't. I, I think they pick a good name then, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> if it's a random name, it came up, and <laughs> it, it is the name of the If
1: word. it's not done yet, we can do it. Mm. Jobs in Finland.
0: So what would you recommend for uh, uh, a person who would uh is wondering or wanting to be a developer where to start and how to uh move towards a professional position?
1: Um you know every teacher is teaching like they learn themselves. So my first advice would be that to start from somewhere, start doing it. And then uh, find yourself uh, uh, some, some learning materials or some videos, some courses, come to us, come to here. Uh, find yourself mentor, uh, find yourself uh, idols, fake it until you make it. All those, I, it, it sounds cliche, but that's how we learned. And that's how you you learn to be a developer. You do, you fail, you fail fast, but do right that, don't give up. Uh, But just waiting that somebody will give you that uh, skill, no, it doesn't come like that. You have to start it somewhere. So take your first web page what you like, whatever it is. I'm speaking behalf of Frontend, of course. So take that web page that you like and try to create it your own, make a copy like (laughs) your experience was. So in the front end, just do it. Start with there. You don't need much to be a developer in that sense that you don't need to have any big machines or or separate working rooms or something. Get yourself a computer and some notepad (laughs) even works. Just start somewhere. And doing, doing, doing. Developer, uh, being developer for me, there isn't shortcuts. You can't be going just let's do it quickly. Give me, let's do ten hours course and you're gonna be developer. You have to earn to be it. You have to learning by pain and learning by doing. That's that's my experience.
0: What about you?
2: Um, I agree with pretty much mm, everything you say. Uh, I also want to add that uh, one has to understand that um, becoming a programmer is no, it's no easy task it is hard that's why you get paid for doing it because uh, people don't know how to do it and people cannot learn how to do it that's why they have to pay someone to do it uh, so if you chose it then you have to um, be able to do what they cannot and um, being a developer you will, uh, find yourself in a room where you are the only one who know how to get that job done and you basically cannot ask anyone and there would be no mentorship and then you might have to communicate with people that hey this, uh, this might not be the um, the right specification maybe we can change the specification so that it would be more doable this way mm-hmm. and it's also about negotiating Uh, The specification of the software. So um, I would say that it's a career path that is suitable for someone who uh, is able of utilizing the internet to find out uh, the needed materials to get job done, Uh, not afraid to ask question and uh, also has to be a little bit um, sneaky sometimes. Mm.
0: That gives me a a leeway to a thing that I've been uh, thinking about. Uh, It's job titles in in different companies. I mean, we can have a a job title like front end developer, which could be like uh, a job description where you have to know HTML5, CSS3 and JavaScript. And if you are studying web development and you read those kind of job uh, descriptions, you might think, oh, wow. I'm a professional now i know these three things <laughs> but in reality for example in greater helsinki area you might have like three uh jobs open with that job di- description and you have like hundreds of people who could actually fill that mm. that that job di- description and uh, uh what i would encourage everyone to do is to learn more so then you would actually be able to apply to a much more diverse variety of different uh, development uh, jobs and then there are fewer competitors like we were saying earlier sometimes it's hard and sometimes you're the only one who can who can do it
1: but yeah it's it's uh, for sure it's not profession that um, I go to school I study I'm ready that's it I'm gonna do it 20 years. It's constant learning and it's, it sounds cliche again that yeah, you have to be ready to learn all the time. But even now, when we prepare only the lessons, we constantly learn new things, new best practice all the time, learning, learning, learning. So if you want to be lazy and you want to do something that I, I get my profession and now I do it, then development is not your thing. You always it's, it's about wanting to challenge yourself all the time. You have to have some problems to figure out. Uh, there has to be something like saving the world mentality. Always figure it out. So that, that is my opinion about developers. Always facing some new problems and trying to make something better, faster, um, or, or something like that. I see developers as a h- superheroes.
0: I don't know if it's because I'm a fin or something, but <clears throat> I think that uh, you also have to be uh, gracious to yourself and give yourself uh, like room and space to develop. Because you can't always push like one hundred percent forward. You have to sometimes take steps back, and then build from that. Mm. Sure. Thank you for listening our podcast. We really appreciate your feedback or suggestions. Uh if you want to give us input you can undo it via our social media channels or email at email us at podcast.bc.fi. Thank you.